welcome to the Rooted Project podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help Christians in growing past the planet stage of their Christian life and provide meaningful, practical tips for teens and those that lead them. Hello, and welcome to the Rooted Project podcast, episode number five. It's hard to believe that we're already on five episodes of this thing, uh, but it's been a good time. I've enjoyed it, and I hope you have as well. On the podcast today, we have Drew Williquit, a friend of mine from the good old Bob Jones University days. Uh, We're going to be talking about children's ministry, uh, something I think is often overlooked and viewed as something that is unimportant to the church today. So, Drew, I'll let you introduce yourself more, and uh, then we'll get right into it. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Drew Williquit, and I'm children's pastor at uh, First Baptist Church of Glen Estee, Ohio. So if you don't know where that is, it's it's in the greater Cincinnati area. And my wife and I started there uh, last June. And um, so we actually got married in June, on June 1st, and then started there a week later. Uh, so we jumped right in after college, graduated in May, and then started in kids' ministry. Um, but yeah, so I, I grew up in Alabama, and then uh, up until I was 18, and then I uh, went to Bob Jones University for four years, uh, graduated with a Bible degree, and uh, got married and jumped into ministry. Yeah, so uh, we, we kind of talked about this, but we'll bring it up again. Um, what, uh, what led you to Ohio uh, exactly? Yeah, so we, we were praying. Uh, we, we got to our senior year of college, and we were praying about where God would have us. And um, we started talking to a camp director um, of the wilds in New England. His name is Rand Hummel. And uh, we both were youth leaders at a church in South Carolina near Bob Jones at the time. And we were talking with him, and we told him what our hearts were, what our desire was. And that was, at the time, was to do youth ministry um, like teenagers. And so we were, we were looking ahead at that and looking for churches that had a youth group that needed a youth pastor. And um, God just did something interesting because when I uh, gave Rand Hummel our um, uh, like my portfolio and information and all that, um, he sent it to this church in Ohio that he said needed a youth pastor. Um, but what I didn't know when he sent it was that they had just gotten a youth pastor and they needed a children's pastor. So that pastor called me up. Um, his name is Brent Snook. And he called me up and said, hey, we, we need a children's pastor and we're, we're praying about it. Would you be willing to you know, send in your resume? Or I guess I'd already sent in my resume. So he said, would you be willing to come visit and see what we're all about? So we talked. We, we hit it off um, right away. We, we talked for a long time on the phone, probably about three hours. Um, that first conversation, just connecting, and he he was hearing my heart, and I was I was sharing where what our ministry philosophy was, and and what we were looking at doing, and um, and so he he said, well, why don't you come up and visit? So we came up and visited, and then that went well. So we candidated about a month later, and that went well, and the church voted us on, and so we prayed, and 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 God, in that process of visiting the church, God just really changed our heart from feeling like we had to do youth ministry to seeing kids who would be teens pretty soon in the, in the next years, you know, um, to, to minister to them instead and just see the importance of kids' ministry. So God just really changed our hearts there and, and we fell in love with the kids. And uh, now we're, we're, I'm serving as children's pastor and we're busy with kids 12 and under. Sounds like a lot of fun. That's a pretty cool story. I like the way you talked about how, um, you know, God kind of gave you the heart for it, uh, even though it might not have been exactly what you had right away. I can relate to that. Um, even with our youth group, like I had the I had the the heart to work with youth and stuff like that. But then getting the heart for the kids specifically was the part that 
um, was interesting to me because obviously, like, I love working with kids and I like being able to hang out with teenagers, but you never think about the kids, like, that you specifically have to work with. And so, like, I, I remember at the beginning, I was like, oh, man, what did I get myself into? And now that we're, like, we're not, we're not together and we're not doing stuff, I'm like, oh, I miss these kids. Like, I, I see stuff they do and I wish that I could, like, be involved somehow or be able to, like, um, actually, like, be in those situations with them. So, like, I, I definitely think it's interesting how God gives you a heart for, like, where he puts you and doesn't, like, mm-hmm. make you have the heart before he puts you somewhere. Um, so how do, you, how do you guys run your children's mystery, uh, ministry, and uh, what's the kind of the thought process behind the way that you do it? Yeah, that's good. Um, so there are a lot of different things that we consider, um, I guess, before. Well, there, there are a lot of different thoughts that we had going into it that have changed and morphed, you know, as we actually started in kids' ministry. Um, I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> uh, you know, if we were to, I guess, step back and just think about it, um, how we how we do it is is pretty simple in a lot of ways. Um, you know, as far as like ministry philosophy, how we reach out to kids and how we relate to kids. Um, one thing that dominates a lot of our thinking, actually a, a couple things are one is um, simply but not so simply just the gospel um, and just we want a gospel centered ministry. So, um, you know, we don't we don't try to you know, teach kids to behave well or, you know, to sit still and just leave it at that. We want to teach them why, why to sit still, why to behave, why to respect God and respect his word and all that. So a lot of it is we, we try to focus on the hearts of the kids and we want to see them get saved and we want to see um, God use the gospel to change their hearts and that will eventually change their behavior instead of focusing on just their behavior. Um, so that that's kind of one piece of it. And then the other piece of it, as far as the the ministry, how we how we do the ministry, um, wh- one of the ways that we think about it is just we think about Jesus and what he did. Um, he ministered to people um, individually. He ministered to people um, in small groups like his disciples, and he ministered to people in large groups. And so we think about it kind of that way. Like a lot of our ministry is teaching, you know, these groups of kids, but a lot of our ministry is also like we do small groups, even in our in our kids ministry, like in junior church. Um, you know, and we and we try to have those one-on-one interactions as much as we can. Um, it gets a little challenging because you know parents are very involved with the kids at this stage in their lives. But we try to. That's kind of a filter that we filter a lot of the stuff that we do through. Um, you know, individual, uh, small groups, and then large groups, and and just try to uh, encourage the kids and and see them um, interact with God's word. That's sweet. I don't know if I've ever heard of small groups for like a children's ministry. I don't know if I like you, I, you see it in teens and college and career classes. So what, like, what's that, what's that like look like a uh, small group? Is it like how many kids and is there, I assume there's an adult leading with leading them obviously and stuff like that, but what's that, right. that kind of look like? Yeah. Yeah. So um, you said it's usually for older kids. So we actually keep it for our older kids. Okay. So we like have like a junior church ministry, but we divide it into, into groups. Um, we found like if first through sixth graders are together, it gets a little crazy because a first grader and a sixth grader is this, the difference there is, is huge. So we'll split up. So we'll do junior church will be first grade through third grade. And then we have another ministry that's, it's the same as junior church, but it's for older kids and we call it super church. So that's for fourth through sixth graders. So they get promoted when, you know, they get into fourth grade to super church. Um, and that's where we do the small groups. We start the small groups where we have an adult um, lead a, a grade of kids. So like there'll be maybe seven or eight 
um, sixth grade girls and a, an adult uh, woman will lead that group or I will lead uh, a group of sixth grade guys. So we just, you know, split them up by age and gender. And, and then that's where we talk about discussion questions from the Bible and the lesson that we went over. And do they seem, do they seem pretty active in that? Is that something that they really seem to like or they kind of just kind of, or the kids that are involved get involved and the other kids just kind of still fall away to the, to the wayside? So we thought initially that it wouldn't be, you know, it would be kind of, it would be a one-sided conversation, you know, where the leader would talk and then there wouldn't be a lot of, you know, reciprocating information or anything like that. But we found the more that we've done it and the more that we developed relationships, it's actually really the opposite. And now it's hard to keep them quiet because now they're talking all the time, which is really cool because we, we thought, you know, they're young, they won't understand what we're teaching. And, but really the opposite's true. They've gotten comfortable and they talk a lot about what we've been learning together. That's super, super cool, actually. I would have never expected that. Um, and I guess, so we do, we do small, we kind of, we're going through a book right now in my youth group and we have seen similar things where, um, when we first kind of started the book, it was a lot of like the leaders leading it. But as we kind of get comfortable with each other and, and talk, uh, we definitely have a lot of interaction with the teams. Um, so that's, that's super cool. I feel like that, that smaller ministry is a great way to like, not only teach the Bible to the little kids, but also just get to get them comfortable with you and get like, get them to, to know you. Um, so that's yeah. super cool that you guys, uh, instrumented that it that way i don't know if that's the word i'm looking for yeah um so the next question is absolutely the next question is since um i am a social media person and i like love cameras and i'm just i'm a media person um how have you guys been using social media in your children's ministry and this is the question i wanted to ask you specifically because i've seen a lot of the stuff you guys have done and i think you guys are implementing it well so i just i just want to kind of uh pick your brain about how you are using social media for your children's ministry yeah, yeah. So we love social media, <laughs> like you've seen. Um, we try to do a lot. Um, what we found is Facebook um, is pretty much the most popular medium that we have right now. Um, and I think that's because a lot of moms are on Facebook and very active on Facebook. So if you can do stuff on Facebook, it may look different for teens. Teens may be more, uh, I don't know, Instagram or Snapchat. I'm not sure, actually. But for Facebook has worked really well for our kids' ministry because of the parents on there. Um, the moms on there, you know, reading updates and, you know, commenting on our posts and stuff like that. Um, a lot of the kids obviously don't have social media or if they do, it's, it's, you know, pretty basic at this stage. Um, so anyways, uh, Facebook's worked really well. Um, you know, it's when we started in the kids ministry, um, the lady who had served before us, um, hadn't done a lot with social media. Um, and which is fine, you know, she reached out in other ways. Um, but that's something that because partly because we're young, but we also realize it's it's a medium to really reach parents and reach kids. Um, and I think with kids ministry, it it is both ministry to the kids, but it's also ministry to the parents because they're so involved with the kids at this stage. So we try to really implement um, Facebook, especially and just ways of reaching parents um, that they can pass on things to their kids, um, you know, while they're they're teaching them and, and training them up, you know, so. Um, yeah, Facebook, we, we do videos, um, since the coronavirus, um, all this has come up, you know, we do Facebook live videos on Wednesday nights where we would have had a kids program. Um, and so that's one of the ways that we've really tried to, um, amp up opportunities to reach out and do videos and things that the kids can watch and, and share with their, their friends and all that. So that's, that's one of the ways that's worked really well for us. So when you, when you put stuff on Facebook, um, whether it's a video or um, a post or whatever you do, is your goal to reach the parent for them to reach the kid? Or do you want the parent to kind of like show the kid if that makes, like 
if you want to reach the yeah. kid direct, directly through their parent or do you want to reach the parent so that they can teach the kid, if that makes sense? Yes. Yeah, I would say it's yes and yes. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, that's and not not to cop out, but um, I think, um, like I said, I think kids ministry is how we think about it. It's, it's just as much about the parents as it is about the kids Be, because like with team ministry, they're becoming a little bit more independent, you know, so it's, it's, and I'm, I don't do team ministry, so I don't want to speak too much into it. You would know better than I do, but you know, they're becoming more independent. It's more about reaching them, I think, but with the team or with the kids, um, they're so dependent on their parents and, you know, and so that's what we're trying to, we're trying to teach that, um, uh, we're, we're trying to teach that, that honor and that respect of their parents at this stage in their lives, especially. So, um, I would say it, it is, you know, some of our posts are more geared toward the kids and we'll, we'll, on the post or on the video or what, what have you um but some of our posts are just for the parents and they're resources for the parents because we realize like you you just said you know we're reaching them so that they can reach their kids better so we're encouraging them um, because they have more interaction with their kids than we do um and so we want to you know encourage them to build up their kids and and that will in the long term in the long run help our kids ministry even more than just the things that we do on church days um this is a, a question i just thought about um along the lines of parents how many of your kids if not i mean all of them could be an answer um how many of your kids come from church backgrounds and how many i don't know if you guys have a bus ministry or stuff like that how many of your kids kind of come from like um maybe not church background if that makes sense yeah um i a lot of them come from church background but um, that we have a lot of newly saved families as well. Um, so not um, they're very faithful, but they haven't grown up in church. So I, I guess if there's like a percentage, um, maybe um, 75, 80 percent are, are grew up in a church background, either at our church or another church, and they came to our church later. And then maybe like 20 percent are some newly saved families, which is really exciting. Um, and then, you know, they're they're newer to church. Their kids are newer to church and they're still kind of learning how to you know, act at church and all that. But, um, yeah, we don't have a bus ministry, but there are a lot of newly saved families. Okay. Very interesting. Um, and so I guess, uh, along the lines of, of that and social media kind of like together, um, is, is your Facebook something you push a lot or is it something that you just kind of post on and then if people see it, they see it, or do you constantly tell your kids like, Hey, go tell, like, tell your, tell your parents to check Facebook to see like what's happening this week. Or like, is it something yeah. you hand out like, Oh, check the Facebook page so you can see what's happening. Or do you just post about it and then let them find it by themselves? Yeah. Um, initially we, we really posted and, and we talk about it a lot and we share it a lot, like in, in church, you know, slides that, you know, go through, you know, before the service or whatever in the bulletin, we, we, and we still do that some, but initially we really pushed it so that people would get on it. And then once we felt like we had most of the parents or a lot of the parents on it, then we've, we backed away from it a little bit and haven't focused on it as much, but, um, we try to get the parents on it and then, then just kind of leave it. And then those who are on it can see the posts that we, that we promote and all that. Um, I forget what your other question, I think there was another part of that question that I missed, but I think, I think that I feel like you answered it good enough for me. Okay. Um, so what are some, um, creative ways that people in church can be involved in their church's children ministry? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this is as much creative, but a big one that most churches do and that I, you know, I think everyone should be involved in at least a little bit or at least some years is VBS. 
um, because it's such an important, I, I, I believe it's such an important ministry. And it's one where it's one of those few kids ministries, I think, where everyone can have a part in it. Like there are opportunities for everyone, you know, whether it's snacks or games or teaching or uh, being a group leader or, or whatever it is. So I, it's one of those where it's like, man, if, if you don't do anything else in kids ministry, um, if your church does a VBS, uh, try to get involved, do it at least once. Um, but then, you know, another thing that I was thinking about while I was reading your questions before this podcast was, um, you know, we, we say that we try to encourage people to get involved in kids ministry, but also, you know, pretty much everyone is already involved in kids ministry in some way, because there are a lot of parents. If you're not a parent, you might be a grandparent or you have a niece or nephew or, you know, so there's opportunities everywhere to get involved um, in kids ministry and you have some sort of influence on kids. Maybe you're a coach or, you know, whatever it is. Um, So, uh, you know, get involved at at your church, wherever you are. Kids ministry is super important, but also remember, you know, to encourage and help the kids who are directly around you, like your kids or uh, niece or nephew or whatever. And and there are a lot of opportunities to serve kids there. That's yeah, that's a great, um, that even shows like my thought process behind it of, of kids ministry is it's beyond just the church. It's, it's ministry. Um, Cause I know that that's how I was thinking about it as like, just like a ministry in the church, but that's a great point that like, you don't have to be in church to be a part of kids ministry. You can be um, helping in, uh, in other ways. Um, so me being a, a youth guy and working at camp and then with um, my teens what are some ways that teens specifically can either stay in touch or be involved with or an encouragement to children's ministry specifically? Yeah, um, I mentioned VBS. That, that's one of the big things that we do um, that involve teens into ministry to kids. Um, so if your church does a VBS program, there are like opportunities in the skit that they do at VBS or being a group leader that I think teens can get involved in. Um, we do activities for kids that teens can be a part of as well. Um, we had an activity a couple months ago before you know this this pandemic came about, but we had mostly helpers um, that were teens, and they wanted to get involved, and so we plugged them in. And it's it's neat because it's like an older brother, older sister type of um, opportunity that they have. That if these are you know healthy, godly teens who are wanting to serve kids these kids see those teens and say, hey, there's a model, someone that, I can, you know, they have their parents, of course, but sometimes it's helpful to have someone just a few years older than you that you can look up who was just in your shoes that can, you know, encourage those kids to grow up and, and love the Lord and serve God and all that. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point because I know that when I was I was young, I would look at the, the, big, the big kids, so to speak, and like, yeah. oh, that guy, I want to be like him when I'm older. And I think that's probably the, the aspect of my teen ministry that I would like to start adding on is like not just ministering to the teens, but having the teens minister to um, people that they can. Um, so that's why I was yeah. curious about that question. I think VBS is a, a huge way um, to be a help because I feel like churches are always absolutely extra helpers when it comes to absolutely. VBS. Um, yeah. yeah. So the, the next question, which is you know the big one, um, is how is the coronavirus um, affecting your children's ministry? Yeah, I think um, it's taught us a lot about creativity. Um, we, we have to be really creative, um, you know, because, um, well, it's, it's creativity and learning the tech that we have and the resources that we have and then learning, knowing how to best use those, those 
tech resources to reach kids and parents. Um, so it's it taught us a lot about creativity. You know, we do a Facebook Live on, on every Wednesday night um, that takes the place of our kids' programs. And you can't, you cannot duplicate your kids' programs through tech. You just can't. You know, we've learned that, you know, it's got to look different and it's got to be different. We can't do all the same stuff that we could have done before. Um, so we've really had to learn in, in preparation for those Wednesday night, um, you know, videos and th that we're trying to get kids and parents to tune into. Um, we've really learned we have to be creative and we have to think outside the box and, and do things that work um, with the resources that we have. Like, like for example, um, you know, we're we're videoing a Wednesday night program. What are the things that we can do? This is how we're thinking. You know, what are the things we can do to to help kids learn the Bible, but that are fun and creative? You know, you can't just sit there and look at the screen and just talk. You know, that that doesn't work for kids. They're gonna yeah. lose. You know, you're gonna you're gonna lose their attention real fast. So we've had to really learn creativity, and um, we've been doing some Bible trivia, and I'm you know I'm trying to think of some of the other things that we've done. Um, I've been writing on a whiteboard, you know, drawing in, drawing pictures to visualize certain Bible passages, you know, just trying to get creative um, so it's not boring for them um, and we're interacting with them in a, in a fresh and exciting way. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's encouraging to hear that, that you're trying to um, adapt your ministry because I think there are a lot of ministries that are just kind of like throwing what they already do at a screen, basically. And, right. and while maybe what you were doing beforehand was not wrong, um, it's it's a different medium. It is different, and right. and we have to we have to be able to adapt and, and to change. And and obviously, I'm not saying like change what you're preaching. Like if you're preaching the word of God, then that's what's important. And right. like that's a, that's the that's the the glue that holds it all together. But the way that you go about it should probably be different when our time is different. So that's encouraging that you're trying to figure out creative ways to change um, and to keep attention. Because I think that's the other big thing. It's like as soon as kids get on a screen it's like the world is just a different place. And like, it's no. super hard to keep the attention honed in. Um, and, and they're used to watching movies and TV shows that have all those exciting aspects. And so if they're getting that and then they, you know, watch a video where it's us talking into a screen monotone, you know, no one wants to hear that. They, they especially don't want to hear that. So you got to be creative for sure. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so long, kind of along those lines, what is uh, one specific thing you would want to tell to the kids in your ministry right now? Um, yeah, I, I think to obviously to trust God. I mean, that's a, you know, that's kind of a no brainer. Um, but also um, just learn for them to learn um, how to trust God when something doesn't make sense. Um, like a lot of the stuff that's going on right now doesn't make sense to us. But it, this isn't the first um, I don't want to say pandemic. This isn't the first, like, um, you know, scary world situation that's going to happen in their lifetime. So if this is the first one for them, um, you know, it, it's going to happen. Something else is going to happen again. And so just just encouraging them to even start now to have a, a, a habit of going to God and trusting him, of being faithful in, in reading the word and in praying, talking to God. Um, so that when something like this happens again, um, and even when something like this isn't happening, that they're learning to actively put their trust and dependence on God and to know how to do that, um, you know, by just changing how they think and reading the Bible and, and just not worrying. Um, so, I, you know, a big thing for them, too, is if their parents are modeling this well, that will help a lot. Um, if their parents aren't, if they're, you know, freak, freaking out and, and not trusting God and worrying about everything and painting a bleak picture for them and not, you know, finding a, a good balance of 
um, trusting in God, but also being realistic, then that it'll probably be harder for the kids. But if their parents are doing this well, that, that definitely helps a lot. Uh, how would you encourage someone to be willing to take part in, in youth ministry? I know that we kind of talked about this at the beginning with where your heart was with, with like youth and teens, and then God kind of moved your heart into children's ministry. So how would you encourage someone to be willing to take part in children's ministry? I think just just to do it. Um, you know, you don't know that you love it if you don't do it. You don't know that God could direct you into serving in kids ministry um, if you don't do it. So I, I would encourage everyone to just just take a step. You know, I joke tongue in cheek with people that kids ministry is the most important ministry, uh, and they don't always like to hear that. But um, I say that tongue in cheek. But some of it I think is true. I mean, we're training up a new generation that's going to carry the banner of our faith. So, and if we don't do that well, if we don't pass along our faith, Deuteronomy talks about that. If we don't do that well, then kids are not going to rally around um, the truth of the Bible, and they're not going to live out their faith like they should, and they're not going to train the next generation like they should. So, um, that's important. That's biblical for them, for us, and for them to do that. Um, uh, so, but back to you know your question, just just do it. Just just pick a ministry in your church, like VBS or maybe be a, uh, involvement in junior church or teaching a Sunday school class or even subbing for a kid's Sunday school class or something like that and just do it. And, and if you feel like this is not where your gifts are and where, um, you know, God doesn't want you to serve, then that's fine. But um, at least do it and, and try it to see, you know, what it's like. Um, and you may find you really have a love for it and you really have a passion for it. We didn't know that God wanted us in kids ministry, but part of that was because we had not really done a lot of kids ministry. So God had to, you know, change our hearts and show us the importance of it. It's it's not that ministry in your church that should be forgotten about, that should be pushed to the side, like this is the lesser ministry, because it's not. You're training the next generation of Christians that are going to impact the world for Christ. So you got to do that well. So um, yeah, just, just jump in, um, just do something, and you don't have to do it again, you know, but just do something, and then and let God use you impact kids. That's great. That's an awesome encouragement. So uh, that's all the questions I have. So thank you for joining me. Um, if you have any closing comments you want to make, now's your time, and then you can shout, shout your podcast out while you're at it. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast today. Um, it was a pleasure, and uh, really enjoyed just getting to share my heart about kids ministry. I hope that that people don't. I, I guess the biggest thing would just I hope people don't view kids ministry as lesser. Um, it's really not. It, it's a it's a vital ministry. It's an important ministry, and um, kids um, kids rise to the level that you you know you stretch them to. So if you can encourage them to really love God and surrender to God and serve God, um, they they will most of them, not all of them, but most of them will rise to that level, and God can really use his kids um, and continue to use them. So um, it, it's an important ministry. Um, so we, we talk about some of these things on our podcast, and so if anyone is interested, they can um, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, those are our two main platforms, and they can search Kids Corner and then um, a colon and then a Children's Ministries Podcast, and they can check us out there. We just started this about uh, three weeks or so ago, and so they can check us out there, um, and we'd love to have some people listen and learn more about kids ministry. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me, Drew. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of The Rooted Project, you can go ahead and listen to another one. Episodes are on uh, YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. 
feel free to follow me on Instagram at SizeHandSony if you want uh, updates on the podcast. Uh, if you have any questions or inquiries, you can send an email to the Rooted Project Podcast at gmail.com. This has been the Rooted Project. See you next time.